0: Here, Welcome to Cat Big Friday's episode number 59. Still looking at the numbers because I never remember. Welcome to the show that brings you the latest and the greatest in guitar and music industry. News, commentary, reactions, analysis and things of that nature. And once again I'm joined by my co-host Anne, and the man with whom I pretty much always um, miss a big release between us shooting this show and the episode coming out. And Rich, this week, will we nail all the big releases? Because we're shooting this on Wednesday. It's coming out on Friday.
1: Of course Are we, we nailing will, all the big... Of course we will, but no, <laughs> I like your confidence. We'll, we'll miss like something it. for sure, just like we did last week. I think yes. it's possible that that release was actually kind of launched while we were shooting the show last week, or it came out within yeah. the hour of us coming off
0: air. So, how typical. And it's a big one. Yeah. Yep. A huge one. That's unfortunately the reality for us, but. Yep. We can't help it. That's that's how yeah, it goes. I, I guess. Yeah,
1: I guess no matter what day you do something, it's always like something comes out the day after somewhere in the world.
0: That is very true.
1: Yeah, imagine how it must have been globe. for like print newspapers, who've been uh, yeah, you know, reporting on what is effectively yesterday's news for the past two hundred years. They have it bad,
0: <laughs> but I guess they used to make the news, so it's um, it's different. That's now. true as well. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different. I don't know why. We're not providing you analysis, news analysis of the news or something. I don't know. The history something of like print
1: journalism. I could talk about that for
0: a long time now. <laughs> I, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, someone who has a degree, interactive media, and more modern than you, whatever that means. Uh, though... Some could say that the kind of uh, digital industry has changed even more from the time I even graduated to what we are seeing now. Anyway, I have no idea where we're going with this. Instead, I wanted to thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, watching and listening to the show. And as always, everything we mention here in the show is also in the show notes. And there's times, things like that. There's ways to support what we do, merch. Things of that nature, unlikely mugs, for example, these are great. The water tastes way better when you drink it from an unlikely mug. Mm-hmm. Unlikely mug sizes. <laughs> Those are two words you can use in very different kind of contexts, I guess, but we're not going to talk about that. Instead, we want to talk about Cool Gear releases, some music industry news and answer some of your questions and comments later in the show, and also talk about Digitech possibly being can't not canceled but like, uh, what what's the word discontinued? Discontinued, like the whole killed brand. off. <laughs> that is killed <Yeah. laughs> <Peeled> off. <laughs> Put oh, out
1: yeah, I, to pasture would be a nice yes euphemistic way of saying it. Yes,
0: the <laughs> Digitech moved to a farm. <laughs> Yeah, for
1: retired (laughs) pedals and guitar gear.
0: We're going to use that uh, from now on. Did can just move to a farm? (laughs) But they're going to live happily for the rest of their lives. What? I don't know where I'm going with this. But I think we can just stop introing and start analyzing uh, in the segment where we talk about things that have happened not so long ago, also known as recent happenings. Let's go. Yeah, and one of the recent things that have has happened well, recently is and uh, well actually not that recently, because as Rich alluded, we missed the release last week and this I think this came out like minutes after we stopped shooting or something like that. Yeah,
1: when Harley I looked Benton at the timings M- it it literally looked like it must have been uploaded as we were doing the show. So it's like Harley Benton they waited for us to kind of start recording before they pushed the button. Which is kind of creepy yeah. cuz they they know what time we're filming this show, mm. which is odd because we filmed it at a different time last week.
0: But Harley yeah. Benton, are you watching? <laughs> Well, well, it's, it's almost, isn't watching. it? So,
1: yes, they are. They've got cookies on all our computers and they are listening in.
0: <laughs> that could be. But from Allegedly. conspiracy theories... The, yes. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true, folks. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, this kind of... Well, the Guinness article says that Mossride inspired MR... <laughs> it's even called MR series... This kind of wonky, what are they? They're not offset guitars, double cut, uh, kind of twisty looking thing and um, Yeah, well, this looks fun. Like they look fun. I don't think I've ever played a guitar like this. Have you?
1: I have, yes. I've never oh. played a Mosrite and Harley Benton actually had an MR series a few years ago, but I never played one of those either. What I have played is the Dan Electro Hodad, if that's how mm. you pronounce it, which I always thought was a, a pretty cool guitar and has very much sort of similar DNA within it. And, um, yeah, these are pretty cool guitars. Very much kind of lo-fi, very much Ramones-influenced in this sense. Oh, that's true. I think everyone associates that kind of guitar with with the Ramones. And Kurt Cobain had one, too. And, yeah, mm. these are cool. They're like... They're like pawn shop guitars, you know, just sort of... They look like cheap things that were cobbled together. And, of course, being Harley (laughs) Benton, they are cheap. But they were lovingly built to be uh, amazing performers at the price point. Or at least that's the the brand motto. And these are very affordable, starting at €250. So that's not a lot of money for what you get here. I don't know how popular this series will be because the Mosrite guitars were always a bit of a cult thing and I think Mm. that this kind of is it an offset weird double cutaway thing it's not for someone who likes their classic Strats and Les Pauls I don't think anyway but for the kind of people who go for this sort of a vibe for garage rock people for fans of people like uh, the White Stripes or the Black Keys for example alongside Ramones fans and Kurt Cobain fans they will love this guitar
0: yeah What's cool about and this release... There's a baritone yeah, too. Also like, yeah, there's a baritone, and then there's two versions of the baritone as well. One with a fixed bridge, and then there's a tremolo version. The tremolo yeah, so version two- is... Uh, yeah, 100 euros Yeah, there more are two different but- versions of each. There's a, there's a standard
1: ah. MR65, and then there's a modern. And the modern yeah. one is 100 euros more, that's 350 and that has an ebony fretboard and stainless steel frets, and it also has humbuckers as well and uh, mm-hmm. a vibrato bridge, so you're paying a hundred euros more for those extra specifications. I think it also has an maybe an alder or a NATO body, whereas the the more affordable one has a a basewood body, I guess yep, but yeah. So two different models here and a bunch of different colors left-handed. And also in the same price points, you have the baritones with a longer scale length tuned down to B, I would guess, as standard. And this Mm. looks like a pretty cool gateway into the world of baritone guitars, I believe. We're still both looking for one and could we have found it?
0: That's a good question because while I'm kind of leaning towards the baritone Telecaster, the one with P90s could be a great one as well. I mean, having it's... I have own single bar- baritone guitar with humbuckers, and well, I kind of like it. or kind of liked it. Uh, I feel like for my use, like a single coil, maybe like a P90 type of guitar, like a baritone guitar with P90s could be better. It could so be for the clarity and exactly
1: you know no definition i think the modern ones with the humbuckers do have a coil tap built in so Mm. that could help but probably the p90s are going to give you a a more preferable tone and there are tech pickups in these guitars so a different pickup Mm. choice again from harley benton one that we haven't really seen before or at least seen recently And there's a bunch of colors that we have to talk about here as well, Vlad. Which color would you go for? Because we've got black. We've got a really nice electric sort of a blue. We've got a three-tone sunburst, which I think looks really pretty classy. And we're looking at that Mm. on screen right now. There's also a a white, candy apple red. And I think that's it. The baritones you can only get in the three-tone sunburst, though.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to check the, uh, the modern version has a, there's a wide, no, that's, that's the standard one, not the baritone. So I'm going to check baritones. Yeah, the baritone is only, the baritone modern is only in Sunburst, so not too many color options for those who want to get a baritone, but I understand that.
1: But I guess this is probably one of the cheapest baritones on the market right now. And if it has yes. that normal Harley Benton thing, if you get a good one, it's going to be a really good one. So I think yeah, the baritone could actually sell really well. Yeah, If you're watching this and you've purchased one of these guitars, drop us a comment because we would love to hear how they are. I think Vlad and I are probably both quite interested to try one of these at some point, so hopefully we can get our fingers on some and uh, do our
0: things with them. Yeah. The thing, like, I don't know why, but like usually... I don't like this kind of most right style design. I mean, it kind of looks classy, kind of looks like retro-futuristic. But for whatever reason, with this one, especially like a baritone one, I'm kind of intrigued. I would actually seriously like compare this to (coughs) the Squire baritone telly they released a few weeks ago. Yeah. In my can quest to find the baritone for Catpick Studios. So, Yeah. I mean, in terms of affordable baritones, there's
1: those two, and then there's also the recent Gretches that we've looked at where there's a couple more oh, and they're a bit true. more expensive. But there's two or three baritones kind of in the semi-affordable price bracket right now, and we really need to try them out. The one thing I can definitely yes. say about these Harley Bentons is that they are available right now. And mm. the Squire... Classic Vibe baritones. I've never seen one in person. They released some about a year ago as well, and I've just never seen them in a local store and would love to try them, but yeah, they've never been available near me. These Harley Benton ones will be available, but of course you have to take the plunge of ordering online and hoping that you get something that you're happy with.
0: Yeah. We're going to throw together a Harley Benton store, like a Thornton storefront where you can check all of these guitars. And if you end up buying one using that link, we'll get a nice tiny affiliate commission that helps to run the show. So that would be much appreciated. And also if you end up getting one of these, please let us know, because we would love to know a which one you are getting, why you are getting that guitar, and then obviously your initial reactions to the instrument when it arrives. So yeah. Another interesting. like actually this blue one w- looking at this metallic blue one. It looks really good. It does, doesn't it? It looks classic. Yeah. yeah.
1: I really like it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe I need to hit my Harley Benton contacts <laughs> once again.
1: <laughs> yeah, try it. <laughs> so, See what you can find.
0: Yeah, but yeah. for me I Yeah, go ahead.
1: I I also have to say that I just want to draw our attention back to last week's show, where at the very Mm. end I predicted that Dan Electro would release something. They still haven't, as far as I'm aware. (laughs) But this is as close as could have been by another brand. So I'll take that.
0: Yeah, I think you kind of get like a half a point for that. I'll take half a (laughs) point. Yes, I'm fine with that. Not that we're keeping score, even though we probably should keep a score at some point. One of these days we'll set up the system where we actually keep the score. But today today or this week might not be the week. We shall see. Yeah, from Harley Benton and Stu, a $99 USA made tube screamer GHS pedals 3 series screamer. And yeah, we've talked about the GHS uh, it's just called 3 series, right? Those white kind of... Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm kind of, how should I describe them? Basic looking? The nice and simple and kind of cool.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's yeah, they, exactly how JHS refer to them. In fact, yes, when so they first released the range, the um, the YouTube thumbnail said, our suckiest pedals yet. So I think we're <laughs> legally okay to say that. Yeah, they look very basic. They Do you know what they remind me of? They remind me of... When supermarkets have their own branded foods. Oh yes. Or like, you know, pre prepared meals or whatever, it doesn't have nice colourful branding or anything like that. It's just plain white
0: with a basic logo on <laughs> spaghetti bolognese, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, you can tell from the afar, like if I want to buy, let's say, a certain type of toast, you can like see from the afar, okay. That that's the cheapest one.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So,
0: yeah, so these are exactly that. Apparently, yeah, these this sound one great is uh, and-
1: It's a Tube Screamer. Yes, of course, the whole, (laughs) the the 3 Series is still made in the USA. $99, Mm. all of them over in America. They're a little bit more expensive in Europe. They're about, I think, 110, 120 euros the last time I checked. And there are, are there are, should I say, if I want to talk English, a bunch of different effects available. There's an overdrive, there's a distortion, there's a reverb, there's a delay. There's a couple more that I can't think of off the top of my head. I think there was a chorus, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. There might be a second reverb now as well, because there was a, mm, a slightly nice. more standard reverb, and now there's a more kind of ethereal sort of ambient one. But yeah, this is a tube screamer.
0: Yep. And it's not green. It's crazy. Times were, Which live is in interesting. Tube Most screamer, tube screamers are white. green. But I mean, it looks like you could like paint over it. So, why not? Or <laughs> <laughs> draw on top of it. Something like that. So, yes. why not? And also, it has a kind of plus, what labeled? Plus, plus, minus. Yeah, basically, there's two different clipping circuits. It is. Yes. Up is asymmetrical clipping and down it's symmetrical clipping obviously (laughs) obviously since one is asymmetrical the other one is symmetrical so there you go yeah so they give you those two nice modes and as
1: we quite often do i would advise our friends watching and listening to this to head over to our friend Irik at living room gear demos because he's done a pretty nice demo of this pedal using a tube screamer in a way that i never really would and doing a bunch of different cool riffs with it. Mm. And it it sounds great. And it sounds like a tube screamer. So, yeah, well done, Eirik. Well done, Eirik. And I guess well done JHS as well. Yeah, I've just pulled up the JHS website, and we have in the three series currently the screamer, a flanger, a hall Mm. reverb, a phaser, a chorus, a compressor, a delay, a distortion, a fuzz, an overdrive, and a reverb. So there is a reverb and a specific hall reverb. And they all have the same kind of physical layout, three knobs across the top and a two-way, or maybe even three-way on a couple of them toggle switch. But I think it's always a two-way. And yeah, Mm. I think JHS, they've got it right with this white design. They're actively saying to Mm. people, yeah, draw your own artwork on it and have fun with them and enjoy this American-built pedal for less than $100. Super cool. Yep. Yep. I don't think either of us are the world's biggest Tube Screamer users, but I'd like to test this one out and I'm sure it sounds every bit as good as any of the standard
0: Tube Screamer type models. Yeah. Because they all tend to do that thing, don't they? Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. Yeah, I kind of like the design. Oh, my mouse just died, by the way. I hope
1: you're talking about your computer controller and not a pet that you've got in a cage at the side of the shop
0: because... That would be very unfortunate. So we had a minor technical issue that may or may not be fixed right now. But before we move on to the next topic, I wanted to take... Like, I had this really fun joke in my head about not building a full pedal board out of these pedals if you live in Finland. Because if you have all JHS 3-series pedal board and you drop it in the snow, you will never find it here. Because that's how... All of our snow looks—it's white—and then there's like rocks and stuff like that, which will kind of match the-, the
1: finished snow. Is white and it has black knobs
0: across <laughs> it occasionally,
1: <laughs> and small toggle
0: switches. That, that yeah, what, what like we had so much snow this winter. Why didn't I like? Why didn't I ever build like a pedal, <laughs> like a huge pedal out of the snow?
1: <laughs> well, you know what to do well, next time. You could build a exactly. JHS 3-pedal out of snow and we'll have a viral video on our hands.
0: Yes. JHS will surely will. react to that. Yes, they will really, really love it and invite us to visit the headquarters and give us all the pedals we want.
1: So I just finished filming Cat Big Fridays with Vlad and we actually remembered that there is something we forgot to talk about in the episode. And actually, it's this. It's the Tone City Golden Plexi 2. Now, I know that a lot of you will know the Golden Plexi. It's been around for about five or six years. It first got kind of stocked at Anderton's. It was very famous for videos that Lee and Rob made together, and a lot of people have owned the Golden Plexi over the years. It's a cheap, small, golden, plexi, marsh in a box type pedal. And I was looking for a Golden Plexi the other week because I'm trying to do a Plexi comparison video and I wanted to get the cheapest one I can find. I couldn't find a Golden Plexi at a decent price on the local eBay marketplace, so I went on to some popular online retailers and checked out the prices for a new one, and lo and behold, I saw that there was a Golden Plexi too. And this has flown completely under the radar, because there's actually nothing about it on Tone City's own website, you haven't seen any other videos by anybody else. I've actually made one for the Rich Words Music channel, so you can check that out at the link in the show notes as well. It does have a couple of upgrades over the original. Firstly, they have reduced the amounts of extraneous noise in the pedal. And secondly, they've tinkered with the gain control to make it a bit more tweakable, a bit easier to dial in the amounts of gain that you wanted because I remember on the original that you kind of had nothing or all the way to 10 straight away. Whereas with this one, you can kind of subtly tweak and incrementally increase the amounts of gain that you have. And I think that this pedal actually sounds pretty damn amazing, especially for around 50 euros, which is what it seems to cost right now. So check out the video on my channel, and now back to standard Cat Pick Friday's broadcasting.
0: Uh, Okay, moving on from budget-friendly pedals to something that will definitely not be budget-friendly. Kurt Cobain's Nevermind Aerofender Mustang smells like the next one million guitar as it goes up for auction. And Very yeah, clever. one of these, again, one of these guitar, like kind of legendary guitars that are up for sale and somebody with a lot of money is going to snatch it. Yay. They certainly are. Yeah, yeah this is definitely going to sell for, a,
1: I think, a lot more money than the asking price, which is currently six hundred dollars to $800,000. It's going to go above a million for sure. Yeah. I mean, if it was right-handed, it go... I'd want to buy uh, it anyway <laughs> because I just love the the color. The competition Mustangs with the racing stripe and this one with the matching headstock. Wonderful. I yeah. really like those guitars. I will own one one day, but uh, not this one and not now. I mean, if I had a few million and could uh, bid on this one, then this would be a great thing to add to a museum for sure because it is iconic. Yeah. That's one of the most iconic videos from that time that I can think of anyway.
0: Do you think this will sell for more than the Pink Floyd guitar? Like the. I mean. Strat. uh,
1: What? If you you were to ask me personally, like if I was a millionaire, being of my age and my personal tastes, I would say that the Nirvana guitar is worth more, at least to Mm. me. But probably in the grander scheme of things, nah, the Dave Gilmore one is worth more money. Yeah. There are also wealthier, older collectors who are happy to pay, I think, a lot more money for a, a Pink Floyd guitar than they would be for a Nirvana one.
0: Yeah, it could be very true. Uh,
1: and also, um, wait. I, don't, I don't know if Kurt Cobain ever actually used this guitar apart from in the video shoot. I'm not sure if that information is ah, there
0: you go. anywhere
1: to be found, but the Gilmore guitar was one which he used on legendary recordings and a bunch of live shows and stuff. So that really... That elevated it, didn't it?
0: That was the yeah. Gilmore Strat. That was his main guitar. Yeah, but actually, like in the article, they say that Kurt Cobain's 1959 Martin D18E XT guitar presently holds the world record for the most expensive guitar sold at the auction, and it kind of what's uh, overtook the David Gilmore Strat. So. Okay, so <laughs> disregard
1: the last two minutes of nonsense I just <laughs> spoke. <laughs> My false wisdom's there. Okay, Kurt Cobain is worth more money than David Gilmore. There we go. I mean, there's a bunch of young up-and-coming, you know, millionaires and tech company billionaires who will be able to chuck away 10 million bucks just to have this Kurt Cobain guitar. More power to them, I say. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's what I was thinking when I was asking the question because I think to some people, Kurt Cobain is way bigger of a hero than Pink Floyd or like, Basically, David Gilmour is for some people. I think Gilmore is kind of a slightly older generation and then Cobain is already kind of our generation hero, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I personally was too young to appreciate Nirvana's music during mm. Kurt's lifetime. But yeah, I mean, when I was learning guitar Sorry. as an adolescent and that Nirvana stuff was attainable. You know, the riffs and the melodies were amazing. It was great stuff to play and cover with friends and stuff like that. So, yeah, massive influence on so many people. And there will be a bunch of people our age who have uh, professionally been more successful than us and have the money to buy this thing. So it's (laughs) going to be interesting to see where it ends up. Because there are also this kind of maybe a handful of collectors who tend to buy a lot of the more high profile instruments. The one person I'm guessing is not in the race for this guitar is Joe Bonamassa. You never, don't you never know. know. <laughs> no, you never know. Maybe he will. He's not a lefty though, is he? So he wouldn't play it. Mm.
0: I, w- I I'm gonna guess this will actually go for more than the acoustic guitar played by Kurt Cobain because this is from the maybe the most legendary video by this band. So
1: yeah. Was the acoustic guitar, the Kurt Cobain Martin, was that from their MTV Unplugged show? Was it that guitar? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay, so that was like genuinely one that was used on a an iconic gig and stuff. Mm. I mean, this video is just as iconic, isn't it? Perhaps even more so. Oh, yes. So, Yeah. Could it reach That's 10 million? I'm not sure it could,
0: but you never know. You never know. It's just madness, isn't it, really? Kind of, but I also... I personally also think you can spend even more money on worse things than this. So.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. And the other thing is that items like this, memorabilia, they've become modern day collectibles, haven't they? If you think about yeah, art from previous centuries and stuff, if you go to a museum like the Louvre in Paris or whatever, and you have masterpieces by, let's say, Da Vinci, you know, let's say the Mona Lisa, that's mm. worth billions, right? And. Yep. Even a kind of da Vinci of questionable origins was sold a couple of years ago for <laughs> millions upon millions. It was probably, was it even in the hundreds or was it 90 million? I can't remember. But yeah, if old paintings sell for that much money, why shouldn't a guitar like this sell for
0: multi-millions? Does yeah. that make any sense? And to me, it does. It does. And also, as I mentioned, a lot of the people who have the means to get something like this might have a very personal connection to that item in a way where, for example, the music video was very influential on them when they were growing up, or like they have some sort of like fond memory of listening to that artist and that artist having an effect on their lives. So yeah, exactly. I get it. I, I guess because it's it, yeah, me too. It's actually way more personal than a piece of art that was made hundreds of years ago.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you grew up as a Kurt Cobain fan and now you have the means to own this guitar, then what an amazing thing to buy yourself. I guess that is the one thing I would say just to round this off is that if it were possible for someone to purchase this instrument and put it in some kind of museum of other similar memorabilia, I reckon that would be awesome. And I would definitely go and visit it if I
0: could. Yep. Yep. Very true. Where's the Gilmore guitar? I wouldn't bother with. (laughs) Yeah. From uh, one legendary guitar player to another, Eric Johnson and Fender are developing a Stratocaster with onboard overdrive. Well, 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 well. (laughs) I am not sure what to say about this. (laughs) As you can tell, I might not be the most excited person to hear. Like I'm not, Super excited to hear that there's an over built in overdrive in the guitar. <laughs> I could be totally wrong though. So,
1: there have been see other him. instruments with effects built in, haven't there? This is not a first, mm-hmm. but it's interesting that such a kind of a tone traditionalist as Eric Johnson is involved in something like this.
0: Yeah, is the JHS3 series built into his guitar? that will be quite something (laughs) (laughs) no because with with him
1: it's like he's someone I associate with being incredibly kind of personal and maybe not fussy but very particular about what he wants from his guitars and his tones and that so to build an overdrive into the Strat it just seems like almost sacrilegious in a way you know he's destroying that beautiful tone wood in part of the lower (laughs) horn to
0: stick an overdrive pedal in there yeah and apparently this, like, this sliders on that guitar as well. What? Yeah, three sliders
1: down at the lower horn there. You can see it if you're, if you're watching right now. And there's an yeah. Instagram video that Eric Johnson shot in his rather classy-looking kitchen, I have to say. Mm. We'll his and kitchen. At least. Yeah. I mean, if it's going to be an Eric Johnson Signature Strat with this built-in, it will be a cool guitar anyway because his strats have a very good and a very high-standing within Fender fans and actually the, um, the Strat that I own, the 91 Japanese Strat that I bought from our friend Guillaume, who works at Toman, that has mm. a set of custom shop Eric Johnson pickups in it. It came to nice. me like that and they're really, really good. I mean, that guitar sounds fantastic and I cannot do it justice, but could that guitar be any sweeter? Maybe it could if I were to have an overdrive pedal mm. built into it. Exactly.
0: The question is maybe that's an what trend kind of overdrive starting. pedal will it be? Mm. For whatever reason, my initial reaction was that it, it would be a fuzz built into a guitar, but maybe that doesn't make as much sense. So now
1: there have definitely been fuzz pedals built into guitars before. Mm. So that wouldn't be totally new. But Eric Johnson, what's his tone? It's like um and what's his overdrive pedal of choice? I don't, I'm not super familiar with a lot of his stuff other than the, mm. you know, the Eclipse of Dover sort of jobby. I'm just yeah, going to Google very quickly his, what his effects are.
0: Yeah, I've seen a lot of his pedalboard rundowns, but all I can remember from those are all the fuzzes he uses. And it, I think he, like, stacks several fuzzes for some of the tones. It's like yeah. it's fuzz and overdrive kind of mixed in together to create his signature sound, which is really cool and very iconic as well, so... Yeah, yeah. The article actually quotes. Apparently, Joe Bonamassa commented on that post and said, "Awesome." So they, (laughs) they apparently they like who the people who wrote the articles uh, article think that it means Joe Bonamassa approves. Maybe he does. (laughs) So that's the level of journalism here today. Photos and videos from the kitchen and Joe Bonamassa approves this, so. Hey, but at least this is first-hand journalism, because we that have is very true.
1: a direct quote from the man himself, and we have a direct <laughs> provable <laughs> quote from Joe Bonamassa, whereas some of the other stories that we're covering today are kind of, let's say, we don't have solid sources for them, but Let, let's put it like is that. Very, but very yeah,
0: true as well.
1: Just quickly Googling Eric Johnson, and it does seem that a fuzz face is where he gets his drives from. So going to be interesting to see how this turns out, and if it does ever become a thing, or if it just turns into like a very limited custom shop run or something like that. Mm. I get the feeling that if you had a guitar like this, it's something that you'd love playing for a bit, but you'd grow to either... Just leave it where it was and maybe use it on occasion or kind of get sick of the fact that you have a guitar with
0: those three sliders there and it's a, it's a drive <laughs> pedal. <laughs> yep. Well, at least he didn't go full uh, MUA M- M- GTRS route, so I'm happy for that. <laughs> That'll least, be the so... Mark
1: too. It'll have a helix <laughs> under the
0: scratch plate or something. Lovely. Can't wait for that. From Eric Johnson to Victory, who uh, released the updated versions of the, what are they called? Preamps, uh, pedal amps, pedal format amps, something like that. You work in the industry, what are they called?
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with the V4 series because I don't know what else Thank they you. call them. But yeah, they're, they're pedal
0: sized preamp pedals. Yes
1: although some of them also have power amps, don't they? but
0: I think these ones are preamp only. Mm. Yeah uh, Guinness calls them two pedal amps. and besides being like preamps, they also have the two nodes done D- IR din IR done IR technology and valve response circuit, whatever that means. And basically, you can build your whole pedal board around this and then take an XLR out and send it to the front of house with state-of-the-art cabinet modeling. So, thumbs up from me. Because two notes IRs are some of the best. Yeah,
1: I'm going to give this a, a big thumbs up as well. So, there you go. Because um, these look super cool. I've never played any of the Victory pedal amps. Um me neither. But, but something that always frustrated me a little bit about Victory previously was that there wasn't the modern-day connectivity that some other amp brands mm. have. So, you know, it would just have to be that you'd go into a speaker cab or you'd need load boxes and stuff like that to, to play them because they were tube amps where you needed to have a load connected. And these ones with the built-in two-note stuff mean that you can play them with headphones, just on their own. You can plug them into anything and get great sounds wherever you want. You can build your pedal board around them, and I think that's super cool. And now there's five separate models in the series, so there is a lot of choice when it comes to Mm -hmm. these Victory preamp pedals. Very cool. They look great. They look gig worthy. They look super solid. Loads of the tones that I've heard online have been really good, and Mm -hmm. Rabia Massad has a video of the new ones so i need to check that out because i haven't yet
0: yeah they are not super affordable they are well thousand us dollars each but then again it's basically an amp and also a state-of-the-art cabinet simulation thing in one compact box so i'm fine with the price i think it it makes sense
1: Yes, yeah, so. exactly.
0: it's um it's a kind of
1: rig in itself. it It's everything that you need yep. pretty much. and so if you if you take that into account, you've got um you've got everything you need for less than a thousand pounds or about a thousand euros. so pretty decent. And the yep. five different models that we have represent five very different kinds of tones. So I mm. think the most famous of them all would be the the Kraken, the the knot signature. From Rabia, but the kind of designed in cooperation with Rabia. Mm. And then there's more standard yep. ones. The Duchess was previously released. And then you have the new Sheriff model. Everyone knows the Victory Sheriff amp. The Copper, which is mm. their take on a Vox. And the Jack, which I am not familiar with personally, but is a Guthrie Govan signature. Yep. Yeah. So something yes, for indeed. all different tastes. And each of these features. Yeah, two notes, Dyn-IRs. I don't know if we're pronouncing mm. it correctly, but I assume that means dynamic IRs. And these IRs yes. are quite interesting because there's 10 of them in each pedal and they've been designed by some pretty cool people. Curated tones, as we're looking at here on the screen. So Rabia mm. did the ones for the Kraken. The Duchess was done by Danish Pete Honore of Anderton's fame. Ooh, kind of surprised nice. that he didn't do the copper ones because he has a signature copper victory amp, I believe. But there you go. Jack Gardner did the Jack ones. The Copper ones were done by Chris Buck and the Sheriff was done by Graham Coxon. So that's pretty damn cool.
0: So you basically get recording and live ready iApp presets for those. Really cool idea. I love it. Yeah, really, really nice. This this kind of
1: came up on us unawares. This was like a a smaller scale release than I'd been expecting, but this looks super cool. Really excited to test these out. I haven't seen if, if Victory are going to be at Nam. I don't think they are, but they should be because I want to try these. It always
0: comes back to Nam, but I hope you get to it try out these. It always does. We will at some point. Uh, so if Again, you would get, yes, carry on. I was going to ask you which one would you get. Let's say I'm going to give you thousand US dollars or eight hundred great British pounds. Which one would you get? Um,
1: I would need to check through the specifications of all of them. I know, for example, that one or two of them have a built-in reverb, which for me is a, a definite plus point. Mm-hmm. And for me, the kind of stuff that I play, I would want the one that's going to be the best clean platform for other pedals. Is that going to be Fair the enough. the Duchess? I think so. Maybe the Copper, yeah, pretty- but I, yeah, that's more voxy sort of tones, and I'm not sure if I would like them as much. Mm. I need to try them, that's the thing. What about you, though, Vlad? Which one would you pick? Maybe the Kraken for you.
0: Well, that's the thing I'm not 100% sure. I've been really, really close to buying the Dutchess actual amp. I think I got to try it somewhere here in Finland, and I really love it. I was kind of getting it as a pedal platform. Back in the day and nowadays, because I'm not that pedal dependent, I guess, and I prefer more of kind of amp tones compared to like getting my tones from pedals. I, well, actually yeah. it kind of varies, but maybe the Kraken But I don't I don't know much about the Jack though. I would have to do some research to be honest. I, d- I don't know yeah. anything about the Jack model. And since it's a Gatsby it kind of could be anything. Yeah, well, Victory call it an all-rounder. So it yeah. offers
1: what Victory call a mild breakup and a glorious overdrive. <laughs> Their yeah, words, not exactly. mine.
0: That's that's literally a quote. So Exactly. So I'd have to do some research. It really depends whether I would want to have like an all-arounder or go for a very specific sound because if I actually own the Victory Shift 22 amp and that thing was fantastic. Yeah. But it's not a pedal platform. So, I don't know. It's a difficult question. Ask me some other time (laughs) Ask you after you've bought one of them
1: and and you know the answer. Yeah, okay. One final thing just to say about these, though. They're thinking about people building their pedal boards around them, and these actually include Mm. pedal power, so you can power pedals from them. They have 500 milliamps of power, and that's not like the world's biggest amount of power. You know, if you've got a Strymon or two, you're already kind of over your limits. But I feel like at least they've taken steps to do this. And if you have a couple of different overdrives, a couple of analog pedals that you want to power, maybe even a delay or a reverb or two, you could do it with this and you wouldn't need a separate power supply. And I think that's super cool. It's another sign of guitar amp companies thinking about what people actually want and not just coming out with another standard tube amp that no one can plug into in their bedrooms anymore. This is really good thinking. And I really hope that they sound as good as they seem to be on paper.
0: Yeah, and I love this blend of digital and analog because I think, as uh, and this is not an ad for blue guitar per se, but products like that where you kind of get the best of both worlds, both digital and then analog, and you feel a lot of those units give you a better response and dynamics than, let's say, your average digital product will give you and even though I use a pod goal for live stuff right now uh, I still would love to upgrade to something like this for example because I think it will be closer sound and feel wise to what I kind of grew up playing compared to a lot of these digital units Uh, obviously it's a bit less practical but with these it's not that far away from like my ideal setup and kind of the balance between practicality and then tone and feel yep i would call this a victory for victory you get one clap
1: they go thank you that was great i'll take it that's really nice half a point and one clap i'm done for today <laughs> Can only go downhill from here on
0: Rich is just gonna drop out of the show in the middle of the next <laughs> see you later product which by the way is Mojo Hand effects not Nirvana What what's going on with Nirvana things this week there's a new swim team Chorus Falange I love the name by the way and Even the design of this pedal kind of leans towards the Nevermind album cover. I'm happy they didn't put any babies on this pedal. (laughs) (laughs) But otherwise, there's definitely definitely a swimming pool thing going on. And based on the demo video, which is, by the way, done by Mike Hermans, I Mm -hmm. think. Yeah, I thinks. Me thinks. Gonna speak in cat English very soon. If it Me things is technically
1: it's... a word. <laughs> it was around in Shakespearean times. Oh
0: there you go. I'm yep. just in the in Shakespearean Times. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh and otherwise, I don't think that Petal looks that amazing. And if you want to find out how it if you're listening to the show and want to find out how it looks, there's a link in the show notes. So you can see it. It looks I mean it looks like a swimming pool. <laughs> that's that's all all like I I'm struggling to find words how to describe it.
1: We often say on this show how difficult it would be to to do much useful stuff in video form with a chorus or a flanger pedal, and this combines both of those formats. Mm-hmm. So at least the video would be twice as long with us not being Kind of able to play anything, but yeah, I mean, this will be something for Nirvana fans, I guess, and also for someone who I wants guess. a chorus and a flanger pedal in a single stomp box format. Mm. Why
0: not? Yep. The thing is, like, it sounds. <coughs> I'm gonna suffocate on my on the water. I was just drag while I say this which would be a very air running since we're talking about a swimming team pedal. <laughs> <laughs> but based on the video, it gives you that fairly heavy kind of chorus flange type of sound. In the demo, it does sound like Nirvana intros. So if you wanted to have that sound, you can get just one pedal and there it is.
1: Yeah, there we go. I mean, If you're a Nirvana fan (laughs) looking for a chorus or flanger pedal, this is probably the one to get. For anybody else, I mean it's it's a chorus flanger pedal with unique artwork on it. I kinda like
0: the way it looks. Yeah. I feel it, it probably looks a bit better in person. And I'm also yes. intrigued whether there's a texture because the upper part looks like there's some sort of kind of gravelly texture on the pedal. If that's true, that would be awesome. But I'm just fine. I'm okay with it just being graphics as well. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. I guess... It kind of looks like something I would have photoshopped in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's exactly what they were going for.
1: Let's Let's hope maybe. that's the case. Yes. That's very
0: true. From Bojohan to KMA Machines, who introduced a new analog sub octave pedal called uh help me out. My English not good here.
1: Well we- this is not a Shakespearean word, as far as I know.
0: <laughs> queer queg. Queer quick?
1: Quick? Queer queg. Uh, Whatever it is. This is the queer quake yes. too.
0: I will always and forever struggle to pronounce that one. Quick, quick. Quick, quick. Yep. Uh, the new version adds an additional sub-octave and the ability to switch and mix between them uh, as well as mounted jacks and relay-based soft-switching to save you some space. And you can use this with the based synth. And they say that it's ultra-fast tracking uh, some of a thing. Nice. Very cool. Yep.
1: Queequeg is a character in Moby Dick, by the
0: way. Ah, uh, of course. Hence
1: the whale related hey. stuff.
0: I was just about and to, say I'd like to, to the whale.
1: Yeah, I'd like to tell you that I knew that, but I actually googled the word while you were talking and <laughs> found that out. So there you go. I've never actually yeah, read I'm, Moby I'm... Dick. I tried starting it once and never...
0: Never finished it off. Should probably give yeah, it a go. I, no, I no, think of it. I think I might have started to read it as well at some point. I never got like past let's say the first ten pages, so
1: it's a very so, um idiosyncratic and weird book. Yep. But it has I that very famous first line, doesn't it? Call me Ishmael. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, anyway. So we're, we're going well, on how back to
0: the yeah back to the quick quick too. Uh, I think this just continues the line of cool, kind of different um, I'm trying to find a word how to describe what KMA does because they're kind of pedals. doing that well <laughs> thank you. that was the word I was looking for. yeah, yeah exactly. They make pedals. No, what I was trying to say is their style of doing like both the design and how the pedals work, they're kind of in the same space as a lot of other companies producing the pedals. But there's also something, I don't know, I would describe them as like the grunge cousin of other pedal manufacturers. So kind of the same thing, but a little bit out, like slightly leaning towards kind of edgier stuff, I guess. I would describe them a bit edgier. Both the graphics yeah, I and the would agree like with all, that. This, all this kind of mythology thing, ancient creature, stuff like that. I love it.
1: Yeah, they're, they're doing their own thing. They're plowing their own furrow. And I think that's super cool. And they're also super yeah. busy right now. I feel like this year, I mean, seems. we're in April right now. I feel like we must have done at least two or three new KMA pedals on this show.
0: I would dare even to say that we've done four. I'm not 100% sure, but could be. Yeah, so busy, busy.
1: Must be good times it for them, is. so that's that's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Again, one of those pedals I'd love to try out. Maybe mm-hmm. one of Me these. Me too. Cases. Fender made guitars out of <laughs> El Mocambo's old floors. <laughs> Says the Gear Gas article. That's that's one way to describe it. Yep. The El Mocambo venue has seen Cutlass classic rook shows over the years from bands like The Cars and YouTube to Elvis Costello and Hall of Oats. And the venue recently underwent a bit of a facelift and Fender was there to collect all the old wood for the El Mocambo guitars. <laughs> okay. These guitars something about hitting the floor, I guess. It's kind of I
1: cool, right? J- you, you might kind buy of- that telly and maybe Bono trod on it during
0: a gig. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you just made it way more. Excited. You don't know. I, uh, I'm assuming they went through some sort of cleaning process or disinfection process, or maybe they didn't. That would be. They, more they don't look actually. like it from the image. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love the recycling aspect of this at least, so let's go with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's super cool. And the, the, Yeah, these guitars look kind of like extreme heavy relics because they are made out of bits of an old
0: mm.
1: gig venue stage flooring. But still, I mean, yeah, some people, I think particularly people who live in Canada and have been to that gig venue and seen people there they will they will love the mojo of these guitars oh yes absolutely yeah. i don't i don't think this is really for anyone else to
0: buy but <laughs> super cool yep if you want to find out more about these guitars there's a video and link to Fender site all the gigats article and obviously you can find this in the show notes as well <laughs> the guitars made out of f- floors so there you go and provided to Gibson there's a new custom shop signature model Gibson Sergio Wallin 1955 Les Paul gold top and based on the photo thegainnews.com this looks amazing yeah there's a P19 what a internet. beautiful looking guitar mm-hmm. yeah Humbucker in the bridge Bixby Yay, sign me up. Gibson, if you want to send me one, i am happy to send you and my address. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think some
1: Gibson traditionalists will say, hey, you can't be doing that to an old guitar, but this is the modern custom version, aged by the Murphy Labs, and will therefore command a a premium price. But yeah, we talked about Mojo in those previous Fenders, and I think that this Mm -hmm. guitar reeks of Mojo. It, it looks super cool. You know, sometimes like a weird sort of Frankenstein type guitar like this takes you in, and this mm. one has caught my eye straight away. Oh, yes. And definitely. the price tag has two
0: 9,000 euros. Hmm. Seven, nine, well, $8,000. That's a, yeah, import taxes. Yay. I mean, it's, it's a yeah, lot. I mean, we, <laughs> yeah. What we should do, Vlad, is
1: fly across to America this weekend and, take advantage of the cheaper price over there and just pay 8000 instead of 9000 and bring them back on the plane. I think we'll probably have to buy have a to second seat.
0: Yeah. No, just wouldn't say, it's, just to say to... it's
1: an old guitar. That's
0: true. I'm not
1: recommending anyone ever does that, by the way, because it's breaking
0: the law. Imagine <laughs> if someone does that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I've never done us. that. I'd be
1: terrified <laughs> of doing it. Yeah. I know people who <laughs> have... something.
0: Disclaimer: Everything we say here is not legally sound approved or, or anything like that. We're not legal experts. If you do do anything like this, uh, it's on you. At that point, we. Have <laughs> I'm just wondering, like the price difference is kind of crazy. Eight thousand US dollars, and when it ships to Thoman, it's nine thousand euros. So. And it's a yeah, lot of that's... money for a very beautiful guitar.
1: It is indeed. And again, I think this is for collectors and also for fans of Sergio Valin and his band, mm. Mana, I, I hope I pronounced it correctly. I did have to Google them to find out who they were. Mexican, mm. sort of Latin pop, alternative rock, sort ah. of a band, apparently. And they've sold over 40 million records. So... Whoa... I want
0: to say... Successful
1: indeed. He can afford to buy a few of these, let's put it that way.
0: That's true. I want to say I've probably heard some of their music because the name does sound familiar. And after we, after we stop shooting the show, I will probably have to check if that's actually true. But the name sounds familiar at least. And somebody will probably get offended at this point. How do you know? not know manner. And to that to those people I'm just gonna say, I can probably name hundreds of artists and bands you've never heard of who are also sold 40 million records. So that's just the reality of things. Uh, without getting into more debate <laughs> on any of this, we want to answer some of your questions and comments next. and I kind of chose few that are a bit more. How should I s- describe them? A bit more um, silly, maybe? I don't know. Silly we'll comments? Find out in, silly comments, maybe. In just a second, let's just answer those things. I'm not going to do a long intro or ramble here about anything. Oh, what's the weather like? Yeah, moving on. Carry on my way with some questions and comments. As you can tell, I'm... A, On a very funny mood today. And Mm. we're going to start with comment number one. And this was on the... What's the video called? How to get a perfect guitar tone for Synthwave and Ryan's Synthwave guitar comments. Keep it simple. A bit of delay reverb and chorus usually does the trick. Great video and great tones. Thank you, Ryan's Synthwave guitar. And yes, it's all about the chorus... And modulation, and you get yourself a synth wave guitar sound.
1: Agreed. Have you but ever tried to, I, Chief? No. Yeah. No, I haven't. I, I'm also <laughs> trying to discover the silliness in this comment, and I'm not finding it. Well, I this, this think it's right. an A plus comment
0: from beginning to end. Nice work. Yeah, I think uh, quickly checking, we're kind of going from, well, Uh, i'll have the silliest one as the last one let's put it that way
1: okay but no since wave i'm yet to delve into it i do want to but i don't have a decent chorus pedal Mm. something else i need to look at in the future maybe i should go for the chorus flanger mix of the uh swimming pool or whatever it was called i've already forgotten the name of the swim club swim club
0: it wasn't swim class, was it and swim swimming? Was like when it said swimming pool? I was like, yeah, yeah, that was the name of the pedal. But it's swim. I call, think there's apparently. a fender. There's
1: a fender pedal called the swimming pool, isn't there?
0: Ooh, maybe. Okay, I have yeah. to Google. But yeah, maybe. it's
1: swim team, and the fender <laughs> is now. It's getting silly. It is the swimming uh, pool. Wait, no, swimming pool pickup route. Don't they have a pedal which is called the swimming pool? This is. wide. Unmissable
0: podcasting
1: right here. Yes. <laughs> Fender the pedal finazzism. reflecting pool. See, I was close. They have ah, the reflecting pool there. delay reverb. There you go. Almost there. Close enough. Okay. You get yeah. a,
0: half a point. <laughs> That's a full point. Yeah, let's move episode. on to question number two, which is, um, well, technically comment number two. And... This posted on our Harley Benz ALS review. We did this some months ago. Both of us had the Harley Benz ALS. We liked it. And yours had a problem where the pickup selector was basically upside down. Yep. And Didier Bordeaux comments As for your toggle switch, you only had to unscrew slightly and turn it around. And that's it. Up, upside down when they screwed. Screw it. (laughs) (laughs) And while I kind of agree, it's not a big deal. I also know a lot of people who wouldn't do even that to their guitars. Like they are so afraid to in any way kind of touch those parts of the guitars and unscrew something because they're not familiar with any that kind of work and they would take it to a lute here. And also... I think that's one of the absolute basics of QC. You check, whether your tone knob and your volume knob are actually the right way, like they're positioned properly and stuff like that. So uh, I kind of get the point, but I also disagree just a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I totally get the point because it was something that, yeah, of course I mentioned it in the video because you can see what I'm playing and it looks like I'm on the bridge pickup, but I'm on the neck. And I actually put texts in to always tell people where I was on what pickup. And yeah, of mm-hmm. course, it is something that you could twist round. But on the one hand, like you've said, not everyone would know how to do that. On the other hand, I think it's good to mention something like that when it happens, to be honest mm. with people. And number three, the guitar was sent to me by Harley Benton to do a video. It was not something that I would bought myself and I didn't want to open it, take it apart in any way to do anything like that in case I broke it because then they'd have made me pay for it. And it was a super excellent guitar and it was the closest that I've come to actually keeping one of the instruments that I've been sent Mm. to review on my channel. But yeah, in the end, I I ended up sending it back. But Yeah, I understand Didier's point and he's not the only person to comment that. You'd be amazed at how many people have mentioned that in comments on my videos. But
0: yeah, there we go. Yeah, one thing to also take into account with that is that there's a chance that the wire inside the pickup selector is such short that if you twist it, you might actually break one of the wires. If especially if the soldering is done poorly, <laughs> so indeed, yeah,
1: and then you've not, got a soldering uh, job on your
0: hands, and it becomes a bigger issue. Yes, a lot of my friends who are like experienced guitar players don't have any soldering equipment or any knowledge on how to do that. So then it becomes a bigger issue. But we also get the point, I think. Was it silly? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't that silly. Comment number three by Bob Carl on the Positive grid Spark mini video we posted some moons ago, I think, already at this point. I just ordered mine and paid 210 US dollars with tax. They aren't shipping until June. Not silly. That's not silly and kind of brings back the memories of the initial, uh, the biggest Spark release where they, well, they took way longer than this even. If they're shipping in June, that's okay. And understandable in the current situation, but... yeah. Kind of also reminds me of what happened when the Big Spark was released. So, Yeah, you would hope that um,
1: it's not the same as it was with, you know, the full-sized amp, because Hmm. I've seen a lot of forums where people have mentioned that they've purchased the Mini and it's not coming for, well, June in this case, and they don't know how long. And yet you're seeing, you know, the standard let's say, famous YouTubers reviewing the Mini. So it's clear that there are amps there and they're sending it out to people who are worthy of it. But yeah, I really hope this doesn't turn into any kind of a farce or anything like that. And uh, fingers Mm -hmm. crossed, it's just such huge demand. But I swear that they said before that the first amps would be shipping in April and May.
0: Mm. And in fact, we'll
1: we'll have screenshot proof of that on... The episode that this comment was left on, and maybe a bunch of people do have them and they just haven't mentioned it. But yeah,
0: could be, could be. Maybe they run out. Like all the pre-orders have been sold, and then they'll just have to wait for the next shipment. Could be. Yeah, Yeah, it could be the case. Fingers crossed. Bob gets
1: his in
0: June and not later. Yeah, I hope so too. Then next one. Riffworld wants to hear distorted bass through the Spark Mini. And my initial reaction is <clears> that, <throat> that that might not be the best sound you'll ever hear. You've ever heard so. Is the Spark also intended
1: to be a bass amp, or is it purely for guitar players? That is is a there, great there's question. no Spark bass, is there? I don't no. ever recollect anyone testing there's... it.
0: Nope. I should use words, not just rotate my head. That's how podcasts work. You need to use words. Don't come easy to me today. That should be a song as well.
1: Um, Just looking on YouTube and Positive Grid themselves have a video called mm. How to Use Spark with Bass Guitar. So that was Mm. with the full-sized Spark Amp. But yeah, with the Mini, I mean, you are going to have a lot less low-end. And of course, they have the... uh, what was the name of the, or the marketing term they've used for the the underside of the uh, speaker and the base in the Spark Mini? Uh, it has a great name. Omnidirectional bass port, I think. Yeah, the omnidirectional bass port. That could help, <laughs> but yeah, I think distorted yeah. bass. You should probably be thinking about different solutions.
0: Yep. Yeah. True. Yeah. Though I've also had the. New X, uh, what was the name? New X Mighty Air. So, the stereo practice amp New X produces, and that actually had some bass presets as well. And I played bass through it several times, and it's actually very fine for practicing. It had enough low end that it sounded like a bass, and I was having fun. So, maybe the same applies to. Spark Mini as well with its omnidirectional bass board.
1: Yeah, you never know. I mean, I would hope so. Given that it has Mm. all these cool features and, you know, the jamming options and stuff, there should at least be a version for bass players if the Mini is not
0: suited for playing bass.
1: Yep. True. I think you need to purchase a Spark Mini, Vlad,
0: and test it out. With bass. There's a lot of things that I need to purchase. True. So we shall see. And I said the funniest, silliest slash. <laughs> oh, no Which just says line six sucks. <laughs>
1: just Look at the person's my... name as well Gibson.
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a funny person well, right there. Love it. Yeah, and this was posted (laughs) on my fairly old video where I tell why I was sending my Line 6 HX effects back. And long story short, it really, really sucked the tone out of my Rev Dynamis head back in the day. And it was something like, I remember hearing about the same issue from other Rev owners as well. So I don't know whether it was Rev or whether it was the amp, but the tone suck was very, very apparent. Hey, but
1: that actually makes this comment funnier and cleverer. That's very because true. <laughs> I didn't realize that there was a second meaning to what Gibson
0: has written there. That's very true. It does end in suck the tone. Da-da-tsh. So there you go. We I have like arrived. It. it feels like we have arrived in, yep. this, in a sense. And basically, the only thing we have to do now is to talk about something we think you should watch this weekend, and then I think we'll be done. And I just realized I'm missing a clip here again. Yeah, we can watch, talk about Digitech, and wrap up for this week. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch, it. watch, it. watch it. A video. It's not like we have anything else to do. Because you don't have anything else to do, I think, or we think, there's something you should watch. There's an interesting video by fluff that was posted on April 12th, so yesterday for us. And the question is whether well, Digitech just got discontinued. And apparently they were bought by, or the Digitech's parrot company was bought by Samsung. If I get this right. And there's a chance that the whole company was just discontinued. Apparently, oh, they were bought by Harman Audio. Yeah. Which I think was. Which is owned owned by Samsung. There you go. And apparently, uh, most of the staff by Digitech was let go right away. Yes, they were. Ah. That's true. But yeah, the question
1: now is as Fluff is asking, has Digitech been dropped?
0: And even the answer is yes, that would be very sad. Because, they, I mean, Digitech has kind of been fading out for yes, years now, it has. feels. But if yeah, I mean, this is the end of Digitech, that's super sad.
1: It would be super sad. I mean, what Fluffy is basically saying here, we don't want to spoil the video too much, is that it seems mm. like there are no Digitech products available anywhere. You can't find them on the Harmon website, and if you try and order them from any stores, you see that they're basically out of stock. Um, yep. So he's, you know, he, he's guessing here. We, we we don't know. And he he says that he's guessing. We don't know that Digitech is discontinued, but it's possible that they have been. It's also possible that the brand is being purchased by somebody else, and they're in a transitional period. But, yeah. Yep. I mean, they do have a pretty turbulent past, which sucks because they've made so many awesome pedals you know the whammy is iconic it is they make well they still make a few effects which are amazing you know the drop is used Mm. by so many players to you know tune down there's other things like the uh, the Obscura Delay the Polara Reverb which I have which is amazing for the price like they were sub a hundred dollars hundred euros and they have great tones in them. Really, really nice. Yep. And more recently, there's been a lot of love for their rubber neck analog delay, for example. And they just seem to yeah. make great stuff, and it would be really, really sad if the brand would have to end this way. And of course, it was terrible that they were all laid off. I think in mm. 2018 that would have been. And I remember yep. the senior designer saying at the time that he had a roadmap for Digitech for the upcoming five years or whatever, with new products ready oh, and stuff. Man. And who knows what could have yeah. materialized there? Could have been something awesome.
0: Yeah, that's really sad. Like by the time I realized how cool it was, it's called free, Freak Out or something. That kind of feedback yeah. generator type of. I really wanted to get one. But by the time I finally realized that I really want to get one, they were kind of sold out at that point. And I don't think I've seen those anywhere since then. Maybe I could find one on reverb or something, but...
1: Yeah, like a year or two ago, maybe a couple of years ago now, I remember that the Freak Out and the um, the Rubberneck were being sold mm. off on... Online stores like Toman, for example, at ridiculously cheap prices, like under 100 euros or dollars, because they clearly just wanted to get rid of what they had. And I think people also guessed then that that could be the end. You know, why are they selling them off otherwise? Mm. But then they came back and um, things were looking up again, perhaps. But yeah, maybe this really is the final curtain for for that brand, which would be a tremendous shame. And we hope that it isn't. Still an interesting video by Fluff, worth watching. And there are some interesting comments by some people who have a bit of extra knowledge about stuff as well. So go watch Mm. and read. and Yeah, hopefully good news comes out of that story by the time you guys get to watch this video.
0: Yeah, we certainly hope so. But that wraps up Cat Friday's episode number 59. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And we'll be back next week in some form. Uh, Both of us are taking some time off. And did I mention, maybe I didn't mention, but I'm launching a super cool project next week, most likely next Tuesday on my channel. So be sure to check that one out. And I'm really, really excited about that one. And once you know what the project is, you will know why. So yeah, that's once all I'm you going know, to say.
1: You should be excited as well just for the viewer's discretion when Vlad revealed that he was doing this project I did what I call my shocked face I was not having a stroke do not be alarmed that was just me pretending to be shocked let's resume the outro of this episode but stick around for what Vlad is doing because I've seen the the prototyping the pre-preparations and it looks looks very promising I'm excited and shocked
0: yes, all of those emotions at the same time And I'll be working on the project during this week as well, so, yep, haven't been excited about a project this much in a while, so, yay, that's good, it's been good, life's been very busy and crazy over the past few months and now I got, I I love that I have an escape into something else every now and then, that's really good. And. More info on all of that later. And have a great weekend. We hope there won't be that many crazy releases between this and when the show is, but you never know. Predictions? Yeah.
1: For next week?
0: Hmm. Well,
1: I guess I have to jump off the an Electro train now because the new Harley Bentons are out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Victory just dropped some amps. What else is there? Well, there's always transparent (laughs) overdrives, but we can't go with them. (laughs) I'm gonna have to I'm gonna say because we didn't cover anything in that realm today, that there is gonna be some kind of interesting base coming out in the next Mm. week or two. I like that. I like that. That's a very kind of general thing, but a base. A base that we're excited about.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna say some company will release an a fairly traditional simple amplifier that a a, a one x twelve combo, a fa- fairly simple one as well. A one so like, twelve combo, mm-hmm. like your Supros and stuff like that. I I have a hunch. That's based on nothing, it suits or maybe you. I have some. Yes, exactly. So maybe this will be the episode where we'll start writing this down. Or maybe not. We do not know. But have a great weekend. We shall see you next week. And as we do here on Cat Pick Fridays, bye podcast. Bye podcast.